Welcome to Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams. Behind every planner is a person, and behind every person is a story. In today's episode, I feature Jamie Marcus Bratcher, and you know her and love her from many different avenues in the planner community. So I'll let her go ahead and give her further introduction in today's episode. But before we jump into her interview, I'd like to say a thank you to any of my listeners who are working extra hours or doing any of these essential roles. I'm very grateful for the grocers, to the doctors, to the sanitation workers, to the teachers who got thrown into making an entire curriculum that they have never made before, and even just props to the parents who have the kids with them at home and they're not accustomed to it. My thoughts and prayers go out to you if you are ill or know someone who is. I I hope you have a speedy recovery. And if anyone would like to connect with me online and just kind of feels alone at this time, please feel to re- reach out. I'm so grateful for this online community of Planner Lifestyle through listenership or DMs or just anything that you want to do, Instagram stories, however you want to connect, take me. It just feels really nice to know that even though we are self Uh, quarantining or sheltering in place that we are not alone and I see you and you matter (laughs) okay all right (sighs) you may maybe even came here to get away from it all but you know it's just our kind of reality and we will be mentioning all of this in uh, reference to the COVID-19 break uh, breakout outbreak um pandemic, I guess, in today's episode and what we do when we aren't sure of what the next steps are and things like that. So, all right, here's Jamie. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I just, I'm so excited. You were one of the voices that inspired me to start a planner-related podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's fun to be recording in the middle of the day. We typically record like on the weekends, uh, or at night. So it's daylight out. And it's such a strange sensation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's probably not as after hours as you're accustomed to, right? Exactly. <laughs> Will you just give a little introductory uh, bio of who you are and where we can find you online? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jamie Marcus Bratcher, and you can find me on Instagram under Jamie Marcus Bratcher. Um, in the planner community, uh, I guess I started out back in, uh, I don't know, I've been planning creatively since probably about 2015. And I started a local community called Arizona Planner Girls, um, which has had gone through significant changes um, in the past year. Um, but we started doing monthly meetups, and that kind of morphed into uh starting a podcast called Planner Girl Chatter. And we also do an event called uh, Plancation. And it's so bizarre, but like all this stuff has changed so much. And so now I do Plancation on my own. (laughs) And uh, I do uh, Planner Girl Chatter with my co-host, Colleen. And I'm in Inkwell Press and I just love this community and go to a lot of events and I don't know, talk about goal setting and other stuff that I'm passionate about. So the world just a little bit uh, different today. So again, I always like to say in these last couple of weeks, when and where we are recording, because by the time this goes up, um, you never know what kind of context we'll be making or, you know, yeah. decisions 
with COVID-19 and all that, that will have been affected. So today is Thursday, March 16th at 12.22 Central. Oh, wait, we're at the 26th. What? This there, is what the did 26th? I say? The 16th. Tw- <laughs> What day is it, people? I was like, I'm like, I've been in quarantine for a lot longer than that. (laughs) I like, oh my gosh, I just posted on Instagram the other day and it's been floating around. Like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but today was Wednesday. You know, that was a total planner, planner fail. So, yes, thank you for the correction. It is the 26th. This will be, yeah been in quarantine for a while so well like we were saying before we started recording it's like uh when you work from home I mean like sometimes I do look at my planner and I'm like wait which day are we on um because you know I've worked from home for a while and we live in the RV and we homeschool and so I do lose track of the days (laughs) yeah I had to remind myself so many actually shoot I had to remind myself like four times yesterday. Today is trash night. Today is trash night. Today is trash night. And then I still, it's a child's responsibility. So it strides that fine line of like, you should also know what day it is. I don't need to tell you to take the trash out. And I'm sitting up here in the clopis, like trying to recollect anyone leaving the house. And I do not remember the garage door opening, which would be a new sound because we have been inside for quite a while that the neighbors... <laughs> called my other neighbor and they're like are they okay oh I my god a car move and I'm like well yeah D- have you seen the news like where are you guys going <laughs> I don't know the highlight of our day is that there is someone coming today to empty our gray and black tanks like a service is coming and so that's like the highlight of the day in my planner outside of recording this podcast and so I was just like well I have something else to look forward to when we set this up (laughs) that one thing (laughs) so thank you for bringing a highlight to my day Anytime. It's a highlight of my day, too. Um, although we do have a lot of virtual interaction on Thursdays is usually our typical like homeschool community day that we mm-hmm. meet. And we're, we're trying to translate that virtually through um, WebEx. And so we had the littles this morning. Then Molly will go when we're done. It's like everyone's just like clocked a shift into the computer. Like, can I have a computer? Can I have a computer? Um, and then I'll have to I'll be editing tonight before a movie night and I am hoping to get this up tomorrow yeah <laughs> so it's always a crunch time to get it edited yeah. yeah it's a crunch time to get it edited and get it out like as quickly as possible and sometimes even in the time of COVID-19 it's like we're recording and going because it's like you kind of hate having older episodes that are not relevant to what's happening or they just seem out of place right now you know right right because because you don't want to be uh you don't want to read the room incorrectly and your tone six weeks ago at least in the united states may have been different than your tone is today oh for sure yeah and and you're no stranger to editing will you tell my listeners a little bit about your background in podcasting and like Uh, how it blended kind of from like planner to like podcast planner to now podcast (laughs) yeah so I started I started uh 
So my background is like before, I guess I should back up just a little bit for those people that don't know me. Um, I worked in the corporate world for many, many years. Um, I traveled uh, and I was outside salesperson for a company that did business telephone systems. So I'm pretty comfortable with technology. We used to do like virtual phone systems, which is basically what everybody like people are teleworking right now from home and they understand better what that is. I was selling those systems like 12 years ago. Um, and that's what I did professionally for a long, long time. And so um, my husband started his business. And as he started his business, it was very cumbersome for me to be traveling all the time uh, between the responsibilities of the kids and him trying to be focused on that. So I left the corporate world and came to work from home. So a lot of my journey into the travel world or planner world and the time that I've had um, to do all of the things that I'm doing really comes from I'm used to being very busy and very structured and having a lot to manage to having very little to manage because my children are not little. My oldest daughter is 22 and she's a, a college student at ASU and my little one is 13. And so she's homeschooled obviously because we live in an RV full time. Um, and so uh, when I came into the pod, like I stumbled upon podcasting because I had, well, I started thinking that I wanted to start a blog. Like, and I know that was kind of where you start thought, like began thinking too. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember from early episodes listening to this podcast, um, it, like I thought blogging would be a great idea. And I went to some blogger conferences and the deeper I got into it, I was just like, I'm way too long winded. Like, cause I was blogging, but it was like, so long (laughs) like you should have like 900 words max and I was like writing like short novels and so I'm like I should be doing something else and so I stumbled into like listening to podcasts and then I was like I think I could do this and so fortunately my husband's business partner is um amateur like audio tech and he was like I was like how do you edit a podcast like how do you record it and edit a podcast and so he showed me like the basics of what to do and I was like okay I've got this and so I basically went to Colleen and Stephanie um, who we were the admins of Arizona planner girls and we were all doing meetups in Arizona. And I'm like, dude, we have so many cool people in our community that like, I just can't share their stories. Like we should start having them on so we could share these stories and make a podcast. And they were like, sure. (laughs) And so the very first podcast that we recorded was on like an iPhone. Like literally we just hit the memo thing. And even then like Colleen's um, Colleen was calling in. And so I held like one of us had our cell phones on with her on the phone and we just held it close to the speaker of the phone that was recording. And that oh, was no way. our first audio recording out of. Yeah. And so nice. it was just sitting on a table, like at a meetup, like the craft store where we hold the meetups at. And like, so it was like very rudimentary when we began, but I started learning about audio editing and I already knew a bunch about like WordPress websites and, Um, I was learning about email marketing because that's what I was helping my husband at his office and all the different like technology tools that you can use. And so um, I was just kind of not enjoying working with him and I wanted something for myself. And so I kept having people come to me and asking me questions about podcasting and how all of this stuff works. And uh, hey, I've got an idea for a podcast. And I realized that I was kind of (laughs) giving people a lot of advice about podcasting and spending a lot of time doing that. And so I was like, I think I probably just need to get a little bit more focused on this. And so I started a business. um, And it was originally called Caffeinated Possibilities, which had nothing to do with podcasting and no one knew what the heck it was. Um, And then so I transitioned it. That was my I like that. I got it. I I I love that. It's actually still the name of my LLC. I know. It's like, I liked it because it was general enough where it's like all of my like things that I do can fall under this one LLC. But 
um, I wrote a book called Plan Her Podcast about planning out your podcasting and getting it launched in the first eight weeks. And so that was, uh, I needed to change the name of it so people knew what the heck it was. And so it just made more sense. So I do podcast coaching, podcast editing, and like a variety of other services. But um, the what I try to focus on most, and I end up editing more than I do anything, but what I try to do most is like focus on helping people take their idea from like a podcast concept all the way to launch and then provide them services on the back end of that. But um, it's been an evolution over time because we've been doing podcasting for three years now. So, <laughs> well, that's such a wise um, setup to do. I was sort of like, um, yeah, let's start a podcast. Click <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there's some stumbling blocks and things you learn along the way, but then you were able to, you know, encapsulate that into like a useful um content. And what a fun way to publish and have your own project, and then you know consolidate your wisdom too, so that you know that's a good use of your time. You're not really saying the same things over and over and over and every you know. DM yeah, it's a lot there, easier. You know? Yeah, it's a lot easier to say like this. I put all like all the questions that you're going to have on this journey to get started are in this one book. And it's pretty inexpensive to purchase it and to get started. And there's like worksheets that I have that go with it. Um, but in addition to that, like, it's like doing this has been a good opportunity for me because my husband is often on business calls. And because we live in like an RV, um, it's easier for me to just sit here and do editing quietly in the corner with my headphones on um, than it is to try to be competing with like doing phone calls or like having some other kind of way to bring in a little bit of income for myself. So, you know, so what is nice. it like editing? I mean, of course I edit this show and I can't imagine holding someone else's show in my hand. Like <laughs> what, what do they, are you cutting content out and in? Or are you mostly Sometimes. just kind of like, well, I'll get rid of background noise and this or that. Like, how, how do you do that? Sometimes it's just eliminating background noise. Sometimes it's cutting out. Like, people have a tendency to do false starts, uh, usually when they're collecting their thoughts. And I think as you get better at talking, like for people that have never been on a podcast before and are listening to this, as you get better and you're, you get more confident talking or sharing, you eliminate a lot of those false starts. But it's almost like you have to stop and gather your thoughts or you just get better at thinking on your feet. And I'm sure you've found this as you've been podcasting over time too, um, that you just get kind of a run for it and you're like, okay, I'm better at this. And your ums and your uhs and your likes and all your vocal tics kind of fade away as you get more comfortable and more confident. So um, a lot of my time in the beginning with a new, like a new uh, audio client is really getting them to get comfortable in their own skin and know that like you're not on the radio everything that you're saying isn't live no one's gonna be doing a gotcha you know <laughs> you're gonna be I have the opportunity to edit this I have the opportunity to clean up the recording to make it sound as as good as possible so a lot of my time is spent removing ums and uhs and likes and awkward gaps in conversation false starts of a sentence and then leveling out the audio. And so sometimes I dig in really deep, but usually um, it's, it's usually a little bit more awkward when you have guests on that are not accustomed to speaking on a podcast and they're just not used to talking the way that we have learned to. And so they will talk over each other or I don't know, a variety of things like that. So sometimes I am cutting things out, but most 
people doing a podcast know what kind of content they want to put out there. And so we have that initial conversation and then the rest of it is just um, me managing what they've asked. So meantime, are you learning a bunch of stuff? Like are these clients like one's a cooking show and one's a mechanic? Like, are you able oh, to yeah. kind of, or are you just looking at a wave file and like in the no. zone, like, Oh, I recognize that pattern as a, um, I'm going to go and get all of them or, you know, no, you're definitely learning as you're going along. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I would have never known that on that topic. Very interesting. And perhaps <laughs> live my whole life without knowing that. <laughs> but now yeah, I do. <laughs> exactly. Cause like there's podcasts that you would listen to just because you're interested in them like a hobby or a topic like I listen to a lot of minimalist podcasts and mm. so um you know it's something that I'm interested in but like some of these other things that I'm editing it's like I would never listen to a podcast on this or explore this at all so it's kind of interesting to sit and listen to it <laughs> so what if it's like you, something you don't want to listen to do you discern in an initial interview perhaps like um I'm not really interested yeah yeah and there's other there's other podcast editors, just like what we've got in in Facebook groups, like for planners, you have the same thing in the podcasting community where you have audio editing groups that you can refer things out to, like if it's a topic that's not up your line or the personality isn't a fit, um, you mm. can uh, refer it out to other people. So That makes sense. Because, yeah, you don't want to be sitting for three hours or whatever listening to something you're like this is really making me uncomfortable <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you, what is your family doing right now uh my husband is he's got his bluetooth headphones on and he's texting with someone right now and my daughter is doing her homeschool I'm pretty oh, sure that's another thing we have in common not only are we both podcasters <laughs> we're both homeschoolers but you're relatively yeah. new on the journey and you started for a very unique reason. Can you just give us the the quick synopsis of how you found yourself in this journey? Because it was before the quarantine. Ugh. Well, I feel like um, I grew up with a lot of kids that homeschooled. I'm from northern Idaho originally. And so um, a lot of kids that I, yeah, most of my friends when I was growing up were homeschooled. And so I never, ever, ever envisioned myself being like a homeschool mom. Um, but last year... Around this time last year, actually, I was just re-listening to some of our old podcasts because I've been going back in and doing some cleanup. Um, we've had like some files that aren't playing or whatever, so I've just been trying to figure out why. Um, but about a year ago, my husband and I bought a travel trailer and decided that we were going to spend the next two years traveling the country um, and just seeing whatever we can see. Um, and so we realized that if we were going to do this, we needed to find uh, some way to educate our 13 year old daughter. And the most obvious choice is homeschool. Uh, I had to research a bunch of things and figure this out. And we settled into a program and it goes okay. Like I, I'm not going to say that I'm the pinnacle of homeschooling. That's for sure. <laughs> well, who, I mean, frankly, who is saying that? And if they are like, please. No, you're I, not. I just don't. Nobody see, is. No one's going to see me doing like a here's the best way to homeschool like a podcast or YouTube video anytime soon. <laughs> oh, I suppose like in every field, there's just experts or people who are like, I want to talk about this. I want to share like we share about planners. They're sharing about curriculum. We share about sticker shops. They're sharing about uh, co-ops or, you know, like whatever. Yeah. So you're saying that's not for you. You're not going to be your next YouTube foray. No, isn't gonna be I don't think so. Like I, uh, 
I don't think so. Like I saw Jen McIntosh, uh, you know, who's very popular mm-hmm. in the EC community, came out with like a homeschool video like immediately, homeschooling resources. And I was like, I need to watch that video because I probably <laughs> need help. <laughs> Well, yeah, the regular homeschoolers, if you will, are like, love her, like, woo, 50% off that printable? Thank you. You know, yeah. people are being so generous to Well, open. I've just been saving links yeah. of all of the places that are like all the museums that are open and the art museums. And I'm like, forget the kid. Like, I'm excited to see this stuff. But oh, yeah, by the way, this thing is available. Um, I've just been writing down all the links for resources that are being shared because it's actually been really challenging. I haven't found... I guess I haven't found my place with other homeschoolers yet to mm. learn more about what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong or get better at it. And so um, the abundance of resources that are being shared has actually been really, really helpful for me. <laughs> for those who are finding themselves, quote unquote, homeschooling now, I would say take a caution that that isn't exactly homeschooling. And I'm not no. saying to discredit or that you're not up to that standard is quarantine schooling. Yeah. So that is a something that's been going around now because homeschool is you've had possibly some time to think about your educational philosophy. You've had some time to think about what is your priority for your kids? How are you going to plan your day? Do you want to do school from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m.? Do you want to do four days a week and take Fridays off so you can travel to the cabin? Like you are in complete control, at least in Minnesota, we have a lot of parent rights um, in that regard. Um, other states you have to do a little bit more accountability for different strands and things but right and and we can go to the museums and we can go to the park and we can go to co-op and it's a it's a much more i all i'm i'm just trying to say i'm like i would hate for people who are have this thrust upon them when they have so much else going on to think ugh, i could never homeschool that was awful yeah it's like no we are all quarantine schooling right now potentially like right it's it's a different animal. Well, yeah, and it's very different. And that's what, like, I think the, the difference is, is that if your children are public schooled and they're homeschooled now, like they're homeschooled now, which is what it's being mm-hmm. called, and quarantine mm-hmm. school is the right term for it because it's like, and I just, I'm not saying this because I think anybody's wrong. I'm just saying this because Mike's, I'm sharing my experience. So for those of you that don't know me, just like take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt. Like, if you're being handed a curriculum from a public school and being told this is what you need to follow or your kids need to jump on a Zoom call and your teacher that is their normal teacher that they're used to taking um, instruction from is telling them this is what you need to complete. There's a different authority that goes along with that, in my opinion, um, where coming into homeschool a year ago was very challenging for me because there's an abundance of resources available. And so um, I am not a child educator and I am not... I did not know what I was getting myself into that you have to like when you go in and you start reading homeschool blogs or watching YouTube videos. The thing that was overwhelming for me as a new homeschool parent was trying to think about um, like what curriculum is right for my child, like what level is she at right now that I need to make sure that I'm addressing without overwhelming her or overwhelming me. Um, Like I had to go through curriculums and I immediately said, I'm not qualified to do this. So then I started asking other people what type of homeschool they did, like between the RV community and between friends um, that were. And so it's like, I had to structure this together. And even as I've met other RV parents that are homeschooling, everybody does it so differently because there's um, like in the RV community, there is, (laughs) there's, your curriculum that you've chosen. And then there's also people that have a concept called unschooling. And then, um, which is 
like way not structured for me and kudos to you if you do it but it, the way that I've been exposed to it and the people that I've talked to about it it was basically like well <laughs> um, we'll just see what our child wants to do and learn about for the day and we're gonna explore that and I mean I know it's more structured than that but I mean I literally have met people that do homeschool for two hours a day and then I've met other people that are a little bit more like us where homeschooling takes four to six hours a day for us to get through the curriculum that we've established. And so, mm-hmm. um, but it's way different than the idea that my daughter has a teacher that's looking down the path of what needs to happen and where they're going and then is handing me a worksheet that I just need to help her complete. And I don't want to diminish what parents are doing at home because this crap is hard, like trying to keep your child focused, trying to keep them from not picking at their fingernails or throwing another piece of paper away or getting up to get another drink or go to the bathroom or put their video game down, stop texting their friends. <laughs> Cause that's the whole other set of challenges, which I think is what people are really needing right now. That's like, Oh my God, my precious Jimmy is not quite the student that I had hoped for. <laughs> you know, and honestly along the whole like unschooler frame of mind, I definitely think that if you need to set a boundary and just spend some time with your kid to like, hey, what's with his attitude? Yeah. Character study. I remember saying like, oh, you need a little packet about, you know, kindness. But (laughs) actually taking the time to dig in is way harder. But the benefits outweigh that time in my it. At least it had for me. Because I, my kids are behind academically, and I'm not proud of that. It's like, like, who does that? Who puts the bumper sticker on the back of their car? Like, <laughs> my, my child is a month behind. Two years behind. <laughs> <laughs> and in some in some areas, but people are dynamic. So, like in some areas, like in science, you could be at an 11th grade level and only be in seventh grade. But right. maybe in spelling, you're like a third. You know, so it's it's hard to even just assign a grade. Frankly. Yeah, because we're doing like in the curriculum that we chose. Um, like Kendra is doing seventh grade. Uh, She's doing eighth grade English, seventh grade history, um, which is in line with where she ended off the previous year when she was in public school. Uh, But then she's doing eighth grade math, which we've really struggled with. And maybe I should have just kept her in seventh grade math uh, for that curriculum. And, you know, and then we're doing seventh grade science, which seems to be in line with what some of her friends are learning. Um, And it also is in line with some of the things that we wanted her to learn in conjunction with the lifestyle that we have uh, being because there's like a lot of outdoors and hands on stuff, which we're enjoying. But like uh, we're adding STEM in now where she wants to do a STEM project every Friday. And so um, now I've been, you know, created a Pinterest board where I've got to go find STEM projects that are age appropriate for her. And so, you know, but we do like the flexibility, like uh, if we're in under non-quarantine circumstances, if it's like, hey, we're going to go to this museum today and go learn about this thing and see how it can tie back into that. Like that is uh, the fun part of this too. Or like, we're going to go um, walk today and get, you know, go do this thing or, you know, swimming today is PE and, you know, you just find ways to make it fun over time, you yeah. know? So this morning before I jumped on this call with you, um, I was just reminded of STEM projects. The twins and I were making egg drop, um, engineering yeah. projects. Did you ever do that? Egg drop? I did it when I was in school, but I haven't done it with Kendra yet. She's done a state save the marshmallow project. And that's about the extent that we've gotten. Yeah. So we um, <laughs> we were rubber bands, like, you know, the concept, if you're not familiar or didn't grow up with that in your education yourself, is you have to drop an egg from a, a high height and 
create something around it, kind of crafty or engineering minded things, straws and rubber bands and um, boxes and glue or whatever materials you can think of a parachute, um, you know, yeah, fluff or whatever, and then drop it and then have your egg not break. So we're doing all these things and we're practicing with an Easter egg just to make sure you can get the egg in and out, you know, to yeah. in your design and your prototype and everything. And my son, um, who's in ninth grade, comes over and like, oh, yeah. And he kind of gets into it and it's kind of, oh, good. Look at all these people. And then like reality hits because my daughter's like, can I have an egg to drop this? And my son goes, these are hard times. <laughs> we are not dropping an egg that we could eat. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe I should cool it on the like, let's go to stock the pantry talk because my kids are freaking out. Like, oh my gosh. Are you going to like fry it up after you drink? What if it cracks? It's going to be a waste. And I was like, oh wow. Gosh. It's yeah. been a week or two here for us in the States or in Minnesota. I can definitely, I've definitely just felt this, I don't know, empathy or just a minute, a fraction of understanding of why the greatest generation got through the Great Depression with some oh, of their yeah. issues they had. Well, like, you can't waste that. You can't yeah. waste that. My, I, on our podcast last year, was talking, so we're at my grandparents' house in Washington State right now, and they have a big property, and so we're parked there because um, a lot of campgrounds have closed down, and we just didn't want to be, you know, we wanted to be in a little bit more control of our situation. Um, so we came here, at, we left Southern California last week and came here. Um, and so we're out in the country and it's super nice. But my grandma last year was driving me nuts with all of her, like, cause she saves all her egg cartons and um, she recycles all of these things. And every glass bottle gets saved cause it may have a purpose at some point in time. And like, even in her freezer, she's like, I have enough food to probably eat for six months in here. And um, I don't even know what's in here. And so a year ago we did like a project to change out her condiments and like all these other things. Um, and so I remember a year ago thinking about that and being like that crazy old lady, she's a kook. Um, and just cause she, she, her mother was from the depression era and she says, I just save things cause that's what my mom did. And so that's just what you do. And she's always had a hard time getting out of it. And so as soon as I got here, she's like, I don't seem so crazy now, do I? <laughs> It's true. When you start looking at like some old wrapping paper, you're like, I could wipe my butt with that. <laughs> if I, I had to. Yeah. I had to. Well, and she's like figuring out what seeds, like we've hit, you know, it's spring. So she's getting the last of her seeds ordered. And she's like, you know, is there anything you guys want to plant? Cause she might be here for a while. <laughs> and then yes. um, my aunt was good. Uh, was seeing on the news that Joanne's is offering kits for people to make um, COVID-19 masks for the hospitals. And so my grandma said um, that my aunt is going to go pick up a set of them and wanted to know if I wanted a set because she knows I keep a sewing machine with me. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be a great home economics lesson so I can teach Kendra how to use a sewing machine. We'll take a pile, like pick us up some. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like all those skills that, you know, I, I've learned over the years, uh, I'm like, well, I guess it's time for my daughter to start learning a lot of those things as well. And it's not just, you know, the basic chores of crushing the cans and, you know, <laughs> taking out the trash. <laughs> time to learn some more life skills. I was chopping up a pepper just recently for dinner and, you know, all the seeds on the inside. And I was uh -huh. like, just throwing it away. And I'm like, do we always, we always do this. We always just throw the seeds away. 
without uh-huh. ever thinking where another pepper is going to come from. We just go get yeah. another one. And I'm looking at these seeds like, what do I do with these seeds? And I'm having like this crisis of conscience. Like, do I set them aside and try to sprout them? Are these even the seeds that do that? Because everything's like modified. <laughs> like, can these right? seeds even reproduce anything? Yeah. I, I don't know. But then I'm thinking, well, okay, well, grocery stores are still open. Yep. So there's that. And you had a grocery store experience recently that went really well. It did. I thought it went really well. In fact, like um, I shared it on Instagram and basically we're in Washington state. And so it is a hot zone for um, the COVID-19 virus right now. And so um, I was unsure what I was going to encounter when I went to the grocery store. And when I went, they, because they've been preparing for this longer than what other places like California was, um, they had a line outside that you stood in and you waited. Basically they had it where it's one person out, one person in. Um, and so it took me a little bit of time to get through the line to be let into the grocery store, which was like, my knee jerk reaction was like, what in the USSR is this? Like when I walked up and I was just like, (laughs) Huh? But then I got into the store and it was very calm and it, there was uh, loads of food. Like there was no, the only thing I couldn't find was vanilla and, um, and, but there was, it was so orderly and it was so calm inside. And I was a little bit relieved that I just had the time to do my shopping and not be stressed about getting things. And, um, it didn't take, it took me my normal amount of time to go grocery shopping. And I was picking up things for my mother and my grandparents and, um, and left. And I shared it on social media. Like I took pictures of what was happening while it was happening. Cause I really debated, like <laughs> the last thing that I want to do when I'm sharing anything is, add to someone's stress. And the more that I thought about it as the day went on and I was watching social media that day, I saw so many people that were stressed about getting things and stressed about leaving their homes and what happens when I do need to leave. And so I shared with the hope of people knowing that this is manageable and that this is something that is, um, this is not scary. And while it may not be like this in your like area this is there's an abundance of things we still live in america where there's an abundance of everything and so this isn't a scary time in that way to me in the area that i'm in and we're in a hot zone and so you know i think that uh, you know i hope that it helps people um be a little bit more confident or comfortable when they're going out and then if those things end up happening in their area that they're just prepared for it and that they bring their patients in a plan and their list on paper because I deleted my whole list on my oh. phone. I was like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm literally three items into getting stuff at the store. And I accidentally delete the entire list of things that I had written down on my phone. And like when it count too, because yeah. you've been waiting this whole time and someone specifically said, I need this. Yeah. You know? You're like, and I was oh. like, oh my God. So take a written list. <laughs> but I mean of all people to take a paper list, like where you should sort of be on the hook for that, right? I, like I was like thinking about the stack of notebooks that I had sitting at home <laughs> that I could have just written the list on. And like, I'm standing there in the store with my beautiful pen. Like I've got it all together and the stupid list is just gone. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that is why digital planning will never work for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Oh my gosh. No kidding. So, um, but my mom is a, my mom works for uh, a feed mill and so she is an essential worker right now. And so she's like, even on, even when there's a world pandemic, I don't get a break. That's what she said. <laughs> I was like, 
I'm so sorry, mom. Because <laughs> she still has to go to work every day. So it's kind of. Yes, I'm so grateful for all the essential people. You realize how valuable and how underpraised so many people are janitorial or, um, you know, sanitation and just even my brother-in-law, he works for the city and just making sure the sewers are running clear. Like, yeah, especially who knows what people are flushing. I've seen so many gross pictures. They're like, too. stop flushing wipes. And I'm like, why are we looking at this giant clog? Yeah. And I've liked seeing that on social media. Like the heroes of this are the nurses and the janitors and, you know, the people behind the scenes, you know, and maybe, you know, sometimes more blue collar jobs that you don't always see uh praised and so you know it's neat to see that they are getting cheered on during this whole you know world pandemic (laughs) yeah i saw a picture recently that had several women with in the healthcare field that had assumedly just taken off their masks recently Mm -hmm. and so they're sweaty because they're not always so breathable you know yeah it's hot and they're just layered up and running from here to there in some cases anyways and they had all these indents on their face. Have you seen that? Yeah, one? yeah. It's like, and it's like, this is prettier than, than makeup right now, or something like, isn't this as beautiful as a face full of fresh makeup? Yep. Because, and then I'm not trying to shame the makeup community oh, because no. that's a whole nother. I'm not saying that. I'm not part of the makeup community at all. I stopped wearing makeup when I left corporate, and I never looked back. Like I recently just threw the last of my makeup away because I realized I haven't worn it in so long and I've never been a good makeuper as it is. So now I'm like, welcome to my world, friends, no makeup, staying at home, (laughs) homeschooling kids. (laughs) Well, and I, oh gosh, I'm so bad at remembering references, but I did. And I don't know if it's one of these viral things or it's like actually one of the people in the planner community or just one of my friends. I don't know, but, um, Somebody said recently, like, it's being home has made them wonder why they do things. Yeah. Like, well, should I shower? Do I only shower for my coworkers? <laughs> like, why am I shower? Like, sh- maybe I should shower. Like, do I only do my hair to be seen? Do I not do it to take care of myself? Yeah. Like, there's this kind of inner debate. That's a really interesting that's a really interesting thought process. I can tell you that I always did my hair and makeup because I felt like that's just like, I felt like it was an obligation. Like it's what you do when you have the type of job that I had. And so when I didn't have a job like that, I didn't feel obligated to do it anymore. And so I stopped and I felt really good about my decision <laughs> to just stop. And I mean, I think cause my husband already knows what I look like without makeup on and he already knows what I look like, you know, wearing <laughs> yoga pants and a t-shirt with no bra on for days at a time. And so, you know, we certainly shower for each other, but <laughs> you know, you, it is, a, I don't know. I do it when I, t- I do it to take care of myself and my motivation for it is much different than what it was. Uh, and really keeping up appearances, you know, when you're outside That's of your right. home. So I think some people are facing that kind of for the first time. Yeah. Of that. Although uh, Pete showed me his uh, home screen on his phone, just full of news articles, whatever, like all the headlines. Yeah. And I think on the size phone he has, there was probably eight headlines there. And he's like, read through these headlines. And I thought he was just like saying like, let's share the news experience together. Or like, here's what's in the news or whatever. Um, So I'm reading through. I'm like, okay, okay. This is all normal stuff. Press conference, press conference, press conference or whatever. And then second to the bottom was like, what 
going without a bra is really like and then the next one after that was press conference press conference he's like which one of these is not like the other and so I had to tell him I'm like yes the no bra thing staying home and not wearing a bra is huge it's like trending yeah people are like posting pictures of them holding their bras aside like fully clothed well and probably some out there that aren't fully clothed but I'm not looking at those ones and just like it's like a whole rev- revolution just oh to be home and I'm like I don't know sometimes I like wearing a bra at home just to feel a little like I don't know ready I always okay so my morning routine and I'll talk about this like my morning routine is like I like to get up in the morning and I like to have a cup of coffee by myself uh without anybody bothering me and my family and then um I will actually like get up and get I need to get up and get dressed every day because I've been doing this for long enough now that I know like you got to change your chones. You got to put on a bra because mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. still have delivery people that come to the door. And like, I hate answering my door to my house, it not in a bra. And so I always put a bra on and then. Because um, then you're all crossing your arms like, yeah, what? like this is how I always stand. Yeah. What are you talking about? The sweater <laughs> shift where you're trying to cover them up. <laughs> the kimono wrap yeah and like I think when you're probably not during this time but normally when you're home you don't realize how many people stop by your house uh for a variety of things whether it's like bug you know the bug guy um landscapers like there's a variety of people that used to come to our house all the time and then like living in a rv like I still have to go out and walk the dog so I have to put on a bra because that is you don't want the girls hanging out all over the place. And so it's still part of my routine to put on a bra every day. And then I take it off like after I cook dinner and I don't know, maybe my formal bra wearing. <laughs> it's a shift. Your shift is over, bra. You may re- you may retire to the dresser. Yeah. Well, and like we talked, we recorded a podcast last night, uh, Colleen and I with Jessica from Pretty Prince she and Colleen are the two people that I know or that I follow the most that talk about like uh, self-care the best. And so um, we had recorded a podcast like a year ago on self-care. And so I was like, we should revisit that conversation. Do you guys want to re-record an episode like that? And so um, we had a really good conversation, which will come out, I think, on Sunday. So the three of us were recording and I'm like, I still have like a normal routine that I've always tried to stick to that I'm still trying to stick to amidst all of this. And uh, that is important to me to maintain because it just makes me feel like uh, this is, this is whole. And then like we have our areas that we work in and separating the area that you work in from the area that you're like relaxing in is super important during this time too. And when you're working from home, like you probably know this, like, um, like you have your, and I can't pronounce it, but you have your closet office. And so that's oh, like, cl- okay. Clawfus. Clawfus. So like your clawfus, like office with yeah. a CL in front of it. Yeah, it's like clawfus. a separate space mm-hmm. where it's like, that's where you're kind of yeah. working and that's your private time and people know not to disturb you. But like, if you go in your living room, like that's where you live. And so, um, keeping those two areas separate during this time is like ugh, super important just to maintain a level of like, I'm not just in one place and it makes it feel like your house is much bigger than what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of uh, assigning a value to your tasks. Like you wouldn't go running without perhaps, well, depending on who you are, you wouldn't necessarily go running without a sports bra and tennis shoes, for yeah. example. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you bring your earbuds, you, like you, you are 
preparing your mind and body for the best success in that task. So if you were to go out running in your high heels with your clutch purse and a fascinator hat, you're you're just not going to get in the mode to be like, let's get going. I'm going to run a marathon. You know, you just won't. Yeah. I mean, unless you're in one of those fun runs, like I wouldn't recommend that. So, I mean, and I don't do a lot of running, so. (laughs) I don't do any running. I'm impressed you do some. No, I mostly run after the dog when it's gotten unruly. So. (laughs) Yeah. You've been very intentional over the last, what, six months, nine months about looking at your contributions and time um, and tracking like how much you're doing on social media. Yeah. I mean, I started and even I was listening to the podcast, you know, that I was saying that I, that we recorded a year ago. And that was when I was just really treading into like, how much time am I spending on social media? And when I first started tracking this, I was spending um, anywhere from four to five hours a day on social media. Um, And I hear some people look at that and they go, oh, gas, like that is so much time, but it's really not like, because I'm I'm posting and managing different communities at that time. Uh, We were promoting an event at that time, plantation. And so that's like not a ton of time when part of it is kind of your job, hobby, like, you know, thing. Um, And but over after getting in the RV, I realized that I when we first started out RVing, I realized how much more time I was spending on social media. And it was I was separated from my friends. I wasn't in their day to day the way I was before. And so I was using social media to really feel connected to people, even though I wasn't actually connecting with people like I wasn't messaging anybody. I wasn't interacting with comments. I was just simply like scrolling and looking um, like lurking. And so once I realized that, uh, I think in August of no, in July, of last year, I did like a break uh, for what was supposed to be a week in it or a couple days. And it turned into a week uh, where I just deleted Facebook from my phone. I deleted Instagram from my phone and I just took a break where I logged off of everything. Um, I came back and didn't want to fall back into those habits because I realized how much space it created in my day when I wasn't looking at my phone all the time. And so uh, I've been really intentional about managing how much time I'm spending on social media. I unfollowed a lot of accounts, especially accounts where it was just like straight up consumerism, where it's like, buy this, buy this, like a lot of PR girls I unfollowed. Um, And it changed the way that I've managed my relationships on the internet. Um, it changed my outlook and how it was that I was spending my time as like an admin for multiple planner groups. And it, it even changed the way that I was Instagram storying because I used to Instagram story every single day, some kind of thing that was happening every single day. And um, I decided that my time was better spent uh, being present in the experience that I was having than it was to it, you know, and it was easier to like record something that was happening and then go back and turn it into a YouTube video than it was to put it out on Instagram and then be sitting on my phone for the next hour messaging back and forth with people or interacting with the social content that I had created where, um, you know, I haven't done YouTube for the past three weeks because everything that's happening in the world right now has been overwhelming for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am jumping back into it um, this week. And I just uh, felt like that was a better way to share my life. So I think that you can still do this very much on your terms in a way that is valuable to you without having to be on the internet all the time or be interacting all the time. So yeah, I remember once you were saying just because it's works for someone else or is a good idea doesn't mean it will work for you or is needs to be your good idea. Oh, for example, for sure. you were talking about 
when you were promoting Planner Girl Chatter podcast, you had been making little Insta stories with little clips that were little vocals yeah. or sound you know, bites or something, but you really weren't seeing the return on investment or whatever, you know, just like, what is this? This works for some people do it all the time for everything. And I don't, why do I, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like Tanya Dalton does it with the productivity podcast and it seems to be really effective with her. I've seen Stephanie Fleming do it uh, with her new podcast. And so that seems to be really effective to them. But for what we were doing, um, it was just taking me a lot of time to put those little audio snippets together. And um, I didn't see like more likes out of it. I didn't see more um, uptick and I've done them for other people and I don't really see a lot of traction with them um, in that way. And so it's like, after a while, it's like, you know what, I can just make a simple graphic, share it, and then it's done. And that's much easier than putting a bunch of time into um, creating all these extra things that no one's really like engaging with differently. So, you know, I, I'm not a big enough like social media presence or consistent enough to have any kind of like significant following. So, <laughs> so uh, I figure I would rather be the best kept secret in the planner community and just do fun things and, you know, see them grow as they grow appropriately. Because I know that's, I mean, do you listen to Cindy's podcast? Uh, yeah. 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 And so listening as I've listened to that podcast, I'm like, I love that that, um, and for those of you that are not familiar with it it's called the uncurated life and she's early on she brought on a lot of people that have gone viral or that have big followings and I don't know it doesn't seem like it's all it's cracked up to be and it's a lot a lot more than what I think I want to manage so <laughs> I'm such a small person in this community and there's so many like there's so many people that I look to for advice and there's like even when I started my YouTube channel like I it's very small channel and it's there's not many videos but I reached out to other bigger YouTubers and the big YouTubers that have big followings and I was just like hey do you have any advice for someone getting started and like they responded and I was just like tickled pink that they would even respond back to me at all you know and so it was you know it was really cool <laughs> so you've taken a YouTube break for three weeks or you know just day by day right we're just doing it everything everybody's doing day by day and oh, Minnesota yeah. tomorrow, which is Friday, is going on shelter in place. So far, it hasn't been government mandated. Yeah. It's just been a please do. So we, my family has. And that being said, it's not like you three weeks ago necessarily said, I'm going to take a break from YouTube for three weeks. But, you know, we, we're taking it all in. You had to go to a different state. You're trying to take care of elderly family members. Like there's just a lot going on. So when you do return to YouTube, which sounds like you will be, thankfully. Yeah. Um, what do you think you gonna, what are you going to cover? Are you going to do like a plan with well, me? Are you gonna... The first thing that I'm going to share, like, so the, the neat thing about sharing is that you're also, and like Colleen has taught me this, like, uh, Colleen, my podcast co-host on Planner Girl Chatter has really taught me this, that there is a lot of value in documenting the, the ups and the downs in life, which I think that, you know, something that we do in the planner community is we want to put the highlight reel out there, but she's always been a big advocate of like, you got to document the highs and lows because it helps you work through the emotions. So, um, something that I did when I was, um, 
throughout the first March is that I was recording when we were on the road. And so the first video that I've been working on um, is, well, I've been working on my CPC video because I haven't released like my experience going to CPC. So I'm working on that. Um, but the other one well, that's is Chicago Planner Conference. Oh, yeah, if you Chicago don't Planner speak. Conference, if you're not uh, a planner, planner acronym yeah. words. Um, but the, the next one that I'm working on is just, uh, it took us, we were in Southern California when all of this began. And so, um, we took basically like a two day journey to get up to Washington. And so the entire time I did like a time-lapse video. So I'm working on putting all of those together to put something and I'm doing my best to try to come up with something positive to put over the top of it because I still prescribe to um, Tabby. And if you don't know, for those of you that don't know Tabby, she's the productivity muse. And she talks a lot about um, commonplace books. And so she mm -hmm. taught a class at Plantation last year, which I took. And her philosophy behind the commonplace book is that you do, like, while you want to document the ups and downs, you also want to make sure that you're remembering who you're documenting for. And that is, like, and, and for me, like, a lot of the documenting that I do is, like, for my kids and, like, to see what went on or for me to be able to look back. And so it's, like, how do you want to remember this moment? And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm muster, I didn't have it in me last week at all to have anything positive or proactive to say. And so um, I'm trying to put together something that is moderately uh, encouraging uh, for this time-lapse video that I've got because it's, like, I mean... It, it was a 24-hour drive that we had over two days to get from Southern California, like Southern bottom California, Chula Vista, um, to like around Olympia, Washington. And so that's kind of the first thing that I'm working on. And, you know, I had this grand plan to do all these. Uh, I was telling Colleen, uh, or I guess I was telling my friend Mary Beth, who I'm doing the Well, Well, Well challenge with, which we can talk about that if you have time. Um, but she mm -hmm. has uh, coronavirus, like her son um, contracted it. He was on a trip abroad and came back right before the um, end of the, uh, right before the cutoff and he got sick and he got the test and was confirmed he had COVID-19 and she got the test and confirmed she has COVID-19. And so I've been chatting with her a lot seeing her go through that and just reminded myself that like, this is really serious and that this is, um, while this is a scary time, that it's something that I want to document like positively. And I want to, um, be sharing these things, you know, for the, like the bright moments that are in them and remembering that like my friend is healthy now and she's going to be fine. Um, it looks like at this juncture, it, but remembering that like, scary moment and so I don't know I just I want to find something positive to come out of this and not in like a we do the well 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 challenge which is like really talking about productivity and being productive and using our planners functionally um and so you know I but this is definitely a weird time where it's like this is not necessarily the time to be like I'm gonna be the most productive person ever and I'm gonna be so functional and I've got this it's it, it is a time to like experience what is happening in a reasonable way and work through how it's making you feel and be, um, you know, do the best you can each day. And so she and I have been talking about that back and forth and 
ensuring that we can connect and you know so I want to find some way to encapsulate that in my little time lapse YouTube video and not have it be like we were fleeing California to get to Washington State before the lockdowns happened because that's the last yeah that's like the last way that I want to be documenting this time because it's actually been a really great time for me to re like to stay connected with my friends and check in on them more. And, um, you know, we do online meetups already. And so to continue those and be like, Hey, we've already been prepared. We already know how to do this kind of stuff, you know, and, and things like that. So, but yeah, can you imagine the thumbnail? <laughs> it's like a white line outside of your, you know, your figure, yeah. your face. It's like super big eyes. And it's like 24 hour road trip to escape Corona. <laughs> yeah and I mean I've already seen videos that are like out there like that and I'm just like ooh, that is like uh not the like I saw one today for this one RV couple that we follow and the the it's their faces and they look scared and then across the YouTube art just says quarantined (laughs) it's like oh my gosh (laughs) so dramatic I feel, but every, but we're suckers for it too in some ways. Yeah, it's like enough to work often enough. Yeah, because that's like the standard. I'm like, can we all just calm down? Close your eyes a little. You're not that shocked. <laughs> no one's that shocked <laughs> all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, it's well, funny when you were talking about the well, well, well challenge and it not being a time for productivity. Something was just stirring in me about being well. And because Mary Beth, of course, being your uh, cohort in that or your was focusing on being well, 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 I have just only heard from your podcast and other little bits here and there about your experience using an inkwell planner, getting the Tony Hilton like uh, North Star jam down pat. But those categories of like okay remind me it's like most relevant and most urgent and escalate cultivate and accommodate are the categories in this planner so for those of you guys that are brand new to like the inkwell press planner um the the inkwell press planner is made by inkwell press and it's uh tanya dalton is the creator and inside of the planner on the left hand side there's like three sections and the way i've always used a planner myself is like Um, The top part is the morning, the middle part is the afternoon, and the bottom part is the evening. And so um, she has a podcast that um, she talks about a lot about her philosophies on productivity and organization and goal setting and all these topics. And so um, she has the escalate, cultivate, and accommodate sections. And the idea behind it is actually pretty valuable in this time when when I'm thinking about it. Escalators like your appointments that your to do's for the day. So the top of the planner is like appointments happening. So like this appointment that I have with you and my um, the the tank guy the tank guy coming today. Um, you know those are my escalate tasks. Like they are due today. They are appointments. These are happening. Come hell or high water. Um, and then the second section is cultivate, which are proactive projects like learning that I'm wanting to do. Like right now I'm taking a, a Adobe Illustrator class online because uh, I have to finish it like this week because Brit Co. is offering them for free um, right now, but you got to finish them by the 30th, otherwise they're not free anymore. And so, you know, things like that are in that section, but projects, learning tasks and subtasks associated with you reaching your goals go in the middle 
And then the bottom is the accommodate, like the extra things. And that's one of the smaller sections. And that gets you to think about um, the things that you have to be flexible about in life and errands that you need to run, like things that come up that you didn't necessarily plan in your day. And so oddly enough, adopting it, trying to follow this philosophy, um, it's made it a little bit easier to put my planner together because I have less out of the house appointments. I have a few things that need to be um, accommodated through the day, but I'm taking this time to make sure that I am fitting in these opportunities for learning in like this a Britain Co class that I'm taking is a $65 class. And the fact that she's offering it for free right now is like a neat opportunity for me to set aside some time and be like, hey, I'm going to learn this thing like that I wanted to learn for a while, but now I can learn it for free. <laughs> and I don't have to, you know, I can take up this opportunity. And I know because I do my time blocking and all these other things that I've got a little bit of window in my schedule to be able to fit this in in this timeline. And so um, it's been easier for me to manage my days and not look at my schedule like because I've used an hourly planner in the past. Um, and that's overwhelming for me because, you know, there, there's just sections where it's like work and, um, you know, and so it's been nice for me to be able to say, okay, well, here's my priorities for the day. And I only plan one day at a time. Like I don't, I'll put my appointments and stuff on the top section of my planner so that I know what's happening through the week and what I have to do. But I have a lot of flexibility in my days to be able to, you know, put those project things and do my work when I, when I can get to it in the middle of the day in between homeschooling or making a meal and things like that. So it's been helpful oddly <laughs> during this time. And if somebody is listening and they're like, this sounds amazing. How can I talk more about that? You have a Facebook group, right? Yeah. We've got a Facebook group for the well, well, well challenge and uh, where we're kind of tracking our progress of how we're doing adopting this system. We've been, working on recording podcasts, but Mary Beth and I were going to do an update at the end of February and we just, I was busy and now it's the end of March and she's been sick. So I'm like, well, we'll do a like quarter roundup, I guess. But um, yeah, we have a Facebook group called Well, Well, Well. And then I've done a walkthrough video on this on my YouTube channel of um, what the system looks like. And I break it down like a little bit more in depth how I'm using it too. Um, so that's a video that I've already got up as well. And, you know, you can always hit me up on a DM if you have more questions or join that group and ask questions. And, you know, that is the best way to connect with us on that kind of stuff. So, Well, I think the whole idea of even just picking a lane and testing yeah. it out, like the science nerd in me is like, that is cool. Like, like a, well, a, yeah. an experiment, really. That's what it is because uh, for the past few years, Mary Beth and I both have like bounced around to different planners. Like we started in this planner um, and that was how we met. And then um, she, we bounced around to different planners and we really stepped back and said, well, what if we just use this one system for a year? There's all this content around it. There's all this structure around it. Like, what if we just adopted that for a year? Like, would it be beneficial or would it be detrimental? <laughs> you know, it, would the fact that we're focused mm -hmm. on one process make it easier for us and it's really interesting how the year is developing because it's like um well that is interesting to uh have the time and the opportunity to not only explore this stuff but the empty space where it's like we're not going to look for how to be productive during this time we've got one resource and that we're just kind of like listening to and we're also not overly focused on like gotta maximize this moment um 
as well because we know that we're already working through a lot of things so it's left us not it's left us feeling like we aren't um or at least for me I guess I can't speak for her um because she's been sick but I it's left me feeling like I'm already working through productivity and I already have a system I don't have to find a way to maximize my productivity um during this time of opportunity where there's all this other stuff happening I already know where my spaces are in my day and I can fit these little things in here and there. So, Do you think without sort of being in the place you are, um, I guess mentally and physically with the actual planner, but also mentally um, previous to quarantine, how would your past self or maybe yourself without this kind of active discipline or commitment to a, to a theme, if you will, or a philosophy, um, how do you think you would have reacted differently? I don't know. I think it, I think it would have really struggled with, uh, like I've had a routine for a long time. And I think that if this was immediately after I had left corporate, probably, uh, five years ago, five, six years ago, that it would have really been stressful for me. Um, and I would have just been consuming things all the time where now we've had to make very little adjustments to our lifestyle. And then, um, because I've taken the time to invest in these things and, um, and I'll just say, like, I think the reason that you invest in these things throughout your life, like, uh, whether it's productivity, whether it's goal setting, whether it's all of these things, is that um, it gives you some sense of next steps uh, in whatever life throws at you. Because, like, today it's COVID-19, but tomorrow it's going to be another challenge. And next month it's going to be another challenge. And the year after that, like... I think that part of life is that we're always overcoming challenges. And so, you know, I've definitely been through plenty of hard stuff in my life. Like, um, and so this is just another journey that we're all on together. But um, I think that had I not invested, um, had I not focused, because part of the social media quieting, uh, which we talked about early in the episode, part of adopting the well, well, well challenge was, um, it, it some of it comes down to a little bit of planner piece too because I'm the type of person that I want to be efficient and I want to be doing things the best way possible and so I the problem with that is is that it leaves you searching for um it leaves you searching for the next thing and it leaves you wanting something that maybe isn't out there or is already fine and so the way that I was feeling towards the end of last year was a restlessness of like, I'm still not finding what it is that I'm looking for. And what I came to the realization was, is that I already have the tools and I already have the skill sets to manage these. What I need to do is I need to execute on those things. Like I need to actually sit down and like the routine that I write out, I need to actually do that routine. And like, I need to actually, like, I already know enough about goal setting. I don't need to learn more about goal setting. I don't need to learn more about building yeah. routines. I don't need to le learn more about time blocking. I actually already know plenty of stuff about this. I just need to do them and move through my goals and actually execute on these things and stop searching for productivity advice. And so once I realize that, like, it's not a matter of the tools that I'm using, it's not a matter of like planner piece or finding the perfect planner to fit that it's a matter of me executing on the things that I've been dreaming about uh following through uh with the daily tasks associated with the goals that I have that all, a lot of this stuff became a lot easier and so I mean I I often wonder when I look in planner groups and people searching for planner piece it's like 
are you looking for a planner piece or is there an area in your life that needs some work and you're trying to figure out the method to manage that? You know, because I think that's ultimately what we're looking for. And so it's like, well, you can find a lot of tools that'll help you do that. Um, but you ultimately have to do all of those things that you write down in order to move through it. Like you had a goal of making this podcast. I had a goal of making a podcast too. We can dream about it for a long time, but until you set your butt in that chair and hit record and then publish it, you haven't, you've just been dreaming about it. And so, you know, it's even continuing podcasting, like what we're doing right now, it's like, you have to, there's effort that has to be put in. Like you had to ask me to come on. I had to show up. We had to sit down and record this today and we didn't have to keep pushing it off. And so there's a process and the execution that I think that we sometimes look to planners to be like, well, this will help me <laughs> if I buy the planner and I put it on my desk and I put some stickers in it. Well, you're like, was it going to sprout some robotic arms yeah. and like get your butt up off the chair? The planner will record in the chair it for or whatever. Me, but yeah. it's, hmm. you know, it comes down to the execution of it and the follow through um, and the actually doing the things that you're writing down. And so, you know, I, I too had to come to that realization because when I left corporate, I really didn't have a plan. Like my plan was to work in my husband's business and to do what it was, help him execute on his dreams. And when that became cumbersome and we didn't work well together, that that was the moment that I was like, well, I'm a really, I'm pretty smart person and my kids don't need me in the way that they did if they were little. What do I do with my time? <laughs> which is like almost the question that I've been answering for myself for four or five years is like when you have an abundance of time and you have the knowledge and skill set to be able to do something like what do you do with that and I think that's we have a, a community of really really smart people and we have a community of really creative people and I think that some of our restlessness when we're trying to find planner peace and things like that really comes from like uh, we know we're capable of doing big things and there's no question about that it's what do we want to do and that's the hardest question to answer well, I appreciate your perspective. Let's say you're a crocheter. Yeah. Well, there's a pattern. Okay. So my yeah. friend uh, Libby, she's a crocheter. And I came up with a certain pattern. I wanted crisscross, kiss, hugs, and kisses. I don't, I am clearly not a crocheter. Some, <laughs> something. Well, just because you want to be a crocheter doesn't mean you do the same pattern. Yeah. Forever. So I think there's some part, like how you used to decorate the cover of notebooks. Yeah. Now you may be interested in other endeavors. And it, in some ways it's like, maybe we some of us or them or us or me or however you want to generalize this who I'm speaking to right now <laughs> just doesn't want to keep necessarily the same stitches over and oh, over yeah. and over and they're like oh I want to try that pattern in this yep. color you know it's, it's, we don't want one color of yarn for our whole life in one pattern so some of that is like oh like I want green now hunter green and navy blue yeah. and burgundy i predict this and now it's here because the 90s are back in all <laughs> kinds of ways so why wouldn't those colors be back <laughs> i saw some sort of like laura ashley look in paisley the other day and i was like it was in wallpaper and it was like so cute and trendy and like everyone was like ooh ah kind of like photo are we doing paisley again oh it it's around the corner i i thought ooh. it i i didn't think it was possible but it was a navy background I, I, with paisley and some sort of like rosy lily kind of oh it was startling for my 40 year old heart like oh okay i get it i get what my parents were talking about when all the styles come back around anyways i digress i'm waiting for chevron to come um, back around because that's my favorite <laughs> i never got out of it frankly <laughs> 
I mean, I, I will still pick up a chevron thing. Yeah. I'm hanging on. I'm yeah. hanging on. I mean, who am I? You got to kind of just go with what you love. I'm not trying to produce, like, merchandise. Like, if I like it, fine. You know, if you're putting out a trendless, you know, you don't want to put out something that no one's going to buy. But yeah, uh, no, but if there's oh, a, like, if I'm shopping for, a, like, a a paper bag to put something in. If there's a chevron one, that's probably mm-hmm. the one I'm going to be picking up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it speaks so. to your little heart. Like some people like Buffalo check is just like, they're jam. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't have to be December. They'll just always yeah. say Buffalo check. <laughs> um, anyways. So I think like the whole planner piece and like hopping or maybe looking for answers in other places, maybe just appeases some of that. I need a new color. I need a new pattern. I want yeah. a different process as far as I want to, use a hole punch or I don't want to use a hole punch. I want to feel thick paper. I want to have throwaway paper so I don't have to think about it too hard. It's sort of like this hodgepodge of experiences. But yeah, then, yeah I think definitely there's that other fold of um, it's kind of, it's almost like a relationship, like looking for love in all the wrong places. Like I'm sure oh, this yeah. one will love me back. I'm sure this one will love me back, but you're never really addressing what love looks like to you. What do you yeah. want out of a loving relationship? What are you willing to dedicate to love someone else? You know, like that whole relationship <laughs> side yep. It's the same for your plans, right? Like what do I want out of a planner? What, what do I want out of my life? What can I expect it to do? Am I willing to put into the work to fill in those three categories I mean I have a goal planner sitting here yeah that I got at that planning a better me retreat and I'm like I don't it is a goal of mine but right now I'm not willing to put the work in for it and instead of just feeling guilty every time I look at it I'll just I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like I need to pick that up when I'm willing to work on that goal yeah well and even then like during a time like this like we were talking about this last night and like during a time like this, like taking on, um, it's, it, it's definitely an interesting time to be thinking about that sort of stuff. And for me, I, I know I haven't done anything towards working towards any of my goals. I mean, I just taught a goal setting workshop at Chicago planner conference and I haven't even looked at my goal setting planner or looked at my planner beyond just tr- documenting what each day is looking like and what, bare minimum stuff I'm getting on. And so like, there's definitely a time and a place for those discussions. And, um, you know, I, I think that not only like COVID-19 is an interesting time because we're all kind of in it together, but the other side of it is like, if you have other things happening in your life where being focused on, you know, making moves from a goal setting perspective, uh, is not just realistic for you, then it's not a good time to be picking up a goal setting planner and trying to to make that happen. And I think especially in times where we're already taking on a lot of newness and a lot of change, like I've said multiple times in this past year, like I've invited so much change into my life that this challenge for me was uh, almost like uh, choosing to use one planner. That is Um, choosing to use one planner to me was more like, well, that's a decision that I've made and something I don't have to think about for a year. And I, when I'm needing help moving through something, I'm going to listen to one podcast on productivity and not go to search and scour the internet for the abundance of information that's out there. I'm just going to listen to one person uh, and get this advice from like, it's almost like, uh, I, in my head, I've almost thought about it as like, you know, when you have that one girlfriend, it gives you really good advice on your relationship and, uh, you're, 
if you're having a hard time, you go back to her and you have that discussion. That's kind of where I'm at this year with this whole productivity and using the planner in one way thing. But um, there's just times that there's not a good time to work on this stuff. And uh, for a lot of people right now, the weight of what's happening in the world, this may not be a good time for people to be tackling stuff like this uh, because processing the emotions associated with what this is, is enough in the day to day and the amount of information that's coming out each day and the situation changing, uh, it just may be too much for people. And so I don't necessarily know that this is the time to be like, I'm going to sit down with my power sheets and like tackle the world and figure <laughs> out a whole new, what my life looks like after COVID-19. Cause it's just, uh, it's a bit much. I, I mean, or if we are setting goals, um, sometimes they can like for myself I'm like I'm gonna learn French and have and start working on my yeah. floor <laughs> like what part what part of me just for the government tells me I have to stay home is gonna change my internal motivations yeah. <laughs> to learn French and work on my core I don't yeah. know I, I mean I think we've probably all seen the statement that said um I've been telling myself for years I yes. clean my house when I have the time yeah it turns out <laughs> that's not the reason I don't clean my house or whatever. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a hundred percent true. And so, I mean, this is the most, I mean, I would say if anything, COVID-19 is the most interesting social experiment that any of us have ever been through before, because there's, it's just like, I said this on the podcast last night. And if you want to cut this out, you can, but um, something that I said is like, well, I've been quarantined for, um, uh, nine days like this is going on day nine officially and so my question mm-hmm. is is that when I come up on day 14 and I'm fine and healthy what do I do then because <laughs> I've really been counting down to that 14 days and now I'm not sure what comes <laughs> after that and like I already said that my life doesn't make a dramatic changes I've already said that like there's a bunch of things that like um don't really change but like I've been really looking to that 14 day because I'm a planner person so it's written down and now I'm like what do I do after that yeah well and to hold it loosely because again the day by day like it could be that that's it yeah and 14 days check okay, we're all going to go have a barbecue in the big family or a big, you know, community center or something and gather and have a sports event. But it also could be, well, we still are working on more ventilator production. We're not quite ready. If you stay another two weeks, we'll save 60%. Or, you know, there's so many ma- oh, there's sure. so yeah. much math going around right now. And then you're like, oh, and then it sort of just dawns on you that we don't really have the control and that is so hard, especially as planner people. I mean, Oh, it's planner people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had opened my planner. Like, cause I thought uh, I opened my planner earlier this week because I thought, Oh, maybe I'll get a jump on April. Like I have a little bit of time <laughs> and I opened up April and literally uh, I said this on our podcast too, like the saddest sticky note where it was like, um, oh, well, we were going to be going to, you know, Yosemite National Park, and we were going to be, like, checking out the Russian River campground in Northern California, and we were going to go up the coast of California, and, uh, like, we had, our April was a lot of outdoorsy, like, really exciting journey that I've been really looking forward to, and so processing that this is, um, not going to happen and uh, that maybe it'll again happen in the future is like, okay, well that's, you know, that's what it is. And 
Um, I think for me right now, I'm trying to look to the next thing that I have to look forward to and I'm trying to figure out what the next thing that I have to look forward to is, um, that isn't related to physically being somewhere. And that way I can get it written down and it can be exciting. So I'm not sure what that is yet. Well, it sounds like maybe something is going around the corner for you if you're learning Adobe Illustrator. Yeah. What are you making? I, what are you drawing? <laughs> I'm trying to, so I've been, I use Canva for all of our graphics and I felt like it's probably time that I start learning to better use more adulty software. <laughs> Shush, now I use Canva too. It's totally fine. I know, fine. Canva's fine. <laughs> I know but what you mean. I know like, what you maybe mean. Maybe I need to learn to do yeah, this a little like, bit more. So, more than a template. Yeah, more yeah. than just someone else's templates because I'm actually a reasonably okay designer. So, you know. Um, figuring that out is, I just, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm not starting a sticker shop. Never. I'm like, is there a character? No, there's I? never a character. I'm not designing my own inserts. I'm not doing anything like that. Just purely trying to level up my skills during this, uh, unusual time. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that's good. So you are the kind of person that will leave and be like, I speak French and my core is unbelievable. That's a horrible accent. <laughs> Colleen speaks French, doesn't she? she if she were here. You and I can speak one. excellent French together because that's the way that I do. <laughs> Which is always, somehow, mine always just ends up German. Uh, <laughs> like, shush, shush, I don't shush, do shush. accents at all because anyway. I just know they're not good. <laughs> It's cringy. I know, but I it does not ever stop me, and I never learn. Well, well you'll get a kick out of this. Last night after we stopped recording, um, I was like, Colleen goes, I'm going to go eat because I'm hungry. And I said, I just had some ganache, like very proudly. And she was like, what? And I was like, ganache, G-N-O-C-C-I. And she was like, that is not ganache. That's Noki. And Jessica looked at me, she's like, that's Noki. And I'm like, but it says ganache. And she's like, no, it doesn't. That's Noki. The G is silent. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, well, and C says S before I. Yeah. And CI says Sh sometimes. And I'm like, right? Huh? Like in vacation. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. That's on you. That's that on, was really yeah, that bad. one's on me. That was really bad. I'm the worst That's pronouncer really ever. So it is what it is. <laughs> and ganache, though, so is like, like a really rich, like chocolate. Yeah, it is. Uh, frosting or something like a insert to like a lava cake yeah, or something right is. is that what that is i had to google it just to make sure <laughs> at least you didn't say i just ate some panache yeah because isn't that like exactly style or something <laughs> so it's a mess it's always a mess so and i'm gonna homeschool my child and teach her all of my ways <laughs> We can reclaim our own education and seek exper experts when needed. There's always spellingcity.com or whatever they can go to a little game. And yeah, someone else is going to have to teach her French if that's a desire that she has. So it's not going to be me. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of online courses or co op. Well, yeah, the whole meetup thing would be different for you if you're, you know, bouncing around. But yeah. Some um, classes aren't just even like video series that you like buy. It's like you actually log in with other people. Yeah, I had originally just wanted Kendra to do like Arizona's K through 12, but you have to like physically go back to Arizona to take the tests. And I'm like, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> that won't yeah, work. Yeah, you don't want to be beholden so. to that. No, no. So I'm like, I can't be limited right. by having to physically go back to a location. 
That is not the life I'm leading right now. <laughs> is that just, they just need to proctor it? Like, why? Like, the whole thing is, she's doing all of her assignments all over the world, and then... They do the like, testing. They trust the, that those are hers, but... Yeah. And the test isn't? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the philosophy. I think it's intended to be, like, for kids that are in state that are struggling physically in school. Like to be in school because of behavioral um, stuff um, or other challenges. Yeah. And so I don't think that it's intended for Jamie to go on an RV trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it should be. I agree. But it definitely makes you reevaluate your life choices when you are RVing amidst all of this. And we have definitely said like, well, I guess if we could make it through this, like we can make it through anything. Yeah. Maybe not a tornado, but what do you do? Do you just kind of avoid those areas in high weather prone times? Because, or when you go to an RV park, is there like a like a little shelter place that you can evacuate to? When we were in Kansas, there was a place for you to be able to shelter if a tornado comes through, and we were actually on, we were actually in Kansas on a Monday, and we had gotten there and. Uh, gotten all set up and gotten settled in for the day to work and the tornado siren started going off and we were like totally freaked out and <laughs> uh, we went outside thinking that we needed to run to the tornado shelter but the skies are blue there's not a cloud in the sky and we're like what is happening no one else is coming out of their trailer and it turns out that like every Monday at like Oh. One o'clock, they test the <laughs> test of the emer <laughs> so, emergency broadcast. It's like, I feel like that should be on the brochure when we checked in, just so like we're aware. But uh, no, we we did travel through Kansas last year during one of the heaviest tornado seasons that they've seen in a long, long time. And I had to think of it the same way that we think of monsoons in Arizona, because in Arizona, you get these giant like clouds, like walls of dust, dust storms that come through. And I'm like, I guess if you're not from Arizona and you're watching them talk about these on the news that people are just thinking, Oh, this happens every day. And it doesn't in fact happen every day. Like it happens and you know, it's coming and you can prepare for it and get home. And so I'm like, well, I guess I got to think of a tornado the same way. Like they're used to dealing with these. And so we're just driving through for two days. We should be okay um, getting through. And if not, they're going to have like a place to be sheltered. And if that happens, then it happens. And so we went about our day and we had no problems while we were there other than thinking that there was a problem and everything was fine. So I guess that's the I'm really anal retentive and I'm really structured and I'll be the first one to say that I like routines and I thrive on all of that stuff. If you didn't gather that from all of this podcast. And so if there's anything that RVing has like taught me is that like you just have to be more flexible and adjust your plans and not get your hopes set up too much on what you hope the outcomes will be. And while there are disappointments, there's uh, lots of interesting opportunities that present themselves for a good time as well. And so you got to celebrate those good times and uh, move through the bad times like really quickly. And so um, it's been, it's been a fun adventure overall, including this time. Like this has been an interesting opportunity, um, you know, with our family to just be like, well, this is navigating a crisis and here's what we would have been doing. We would have been doing the same thing if we were at home in some ways. And so, um, you know, it's, it, everything is not the crisis in that it is in our heads. We can survive. So we're fine. <laughs> well I think those are some beautiful words to end on Jamie it's been so fun to get to know you better and share your voice with my listeners I'm 
pretty sure we probably have some crossover handfuls here oh, and there tons. too. We should probably try to have you on the Planner Girl Chatter podcast. We've been a little bit uh, scheduled, and so we're a little bit ways out in our scheduling right now, but we should definitely try to have you on um, in the near future. And um, I don't know, a couple things that I'm working on. I'm working on Plancation, but very slowly. Uh, I had to cancel the one that I was planning on having in June in Spokane, and I'm working on a digital conference for that um, and working out the logistics of how that will work. And then, um, we, I'm still hoping to hold Plancation in November uh, and hoping that all of this stuff will be cleared up by then. But I'm also just being very cautious with that and being cautious with the people that I'm working with because uh, we just don't, it's the, it's uncertain times and it's just unprecedented in what we're all experiencing right now. So, um, but outside of that, just planner girl chatter and, you know, working on my podcast stuff and that's about it. Nothing, nothing wild and crazy outside of that. That's plenty. I'd love to have you back sometime down the line and Heck yeah. maybe post post quarantine or a year update or something and, and see how it all worked out yeah. <laughs> in the end. Exactly. We'll have to have you over on Planner Girl Chatter as well. And uh, and have you Do you think Colleen will have me? I think she will. Yes. <laughs> okay. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.